0: For Us, Chapter 38, Stand Up For You, John. It was a quiet night in his workhouse, broken by one phone call from Kurt. John lay on the couch in the living room with his arms slung over his face, listening to Kurt's story about his AA meeting and laughing quietly. He almost fell asleep on the job while they breathed together, connected by the thread of the phone line. Night, love, Kurt said. See you in a few. A little bump of adrenaline brought John back fully awake, remembering his plan for this morning. I'll be a couple minutes late, he said, but I'll be there. John went directly to Nikki's house from work, and parked in the other man's driveway, getting out to lean against the car to wait. He was vibrating with contained energy, and he restlessly picked a stone up off the ground, tossing and catching it in one hand while he watched the street. A bus pulled up to the stop on the corner and Nicky emerged. John studied the other man as he walked up the block. Kurt's ex had the overinflated upper body of a man who knew how to build muscles and no idea what to do with them. Possibly, Nikki had been skipping leg stay for some time. His legs were comically skinny in proportion with uh, his jacked biceps and shoulders. At the bottom of his driveway, Nikki slowed up, cocking his hip and tugging at the end of his goatee. His hair was unkempt today, his face baggy and tired, and he was wearing the all beige uniform of an Edmonton Transit employee. "'Who the hell are you?' Nicky said. John lifted his chin, flipping the stone onto the grass and making a flat smile. "'I'm here for Visser's shit.' Nicky stomped up the driveway, jingling through his keys, muttering, "'I don't see why I have to give this to you. I bought this shit for that ungrateful little slut.' "'Watch your mouth,' John said softly behind him. Nicky threw open the garage door with such a dramatic flourish it bounced off the wall and he shot John a withering look. "'Please.' You know how many times he cheated on me and slept around? John went past him, his body on high alert, turning sideways so he didn't put his back to the other man. He's probably out sucking someone else's dick right now for a little cash on the side while you do his chores. You're a piece of shit, Nicky, John said in his head, pressing his lips hard and glancing around the garage. He recognized the guitars and amps he had unloaded from Kurt's car the week before and grabbed Kurt's acoustic guitar first. When Nicky didn't move to stop him, he picked up Kurt's electric as well. The other man stood in the middle of the room, his unbroken fingers shoved in his pockets, his lower lip pouting as John walked out. John bared his teeth in a grin as he dropped the guitars into his trunk. He knew exactly the kind of bully Nicky was now, the kind that rolled over the minute someone stood up to them. He went back for the amps. Nicky trailed around after him, still trying to get his complaint heard. Case in fucking point, he held up his bandaged finger. Who the hell was this dude that broke my finger? Ignoring him, John grabbed both amps and carried them to the car. I should have called the cops and charged him for assault, Nicky said, except no one knew who the fuck he was. I can't believe I bent over backwards for that ungrateful little bitch. I called in every favor to give him a leg up in this town. Did you know that? At this point, John had the balls to say, help me with this one, as he grabbed the bigger amp. He smirked to himself as Nicky obliged. Carrying one end out of the garage and helping load it into John's back seat. Is that it? Nicky said, his hands on his hips. The little bitch got everything he sent you for? John slammed the door shut, tension coiling in his body. He dug his feet into the ground, trying to send his anger through the soles of his shoes when he wanted nothing more than to turn around and smash his fist into Nicky's mouth until there was nothing left for him to talk with. Do not go to jail. He gave Nikki a level look over his shoulder. If you ever put your hands on Kurt again, I'll find you. The words were deceptively simple, but something about his delivery caused the other man to drop back a step. After a second, Nikki scoffed, looking him up and down. Are you fucking serious right now? Fists clothing, closing, John turned, his weight centered over his feet, light and ready underestimate me nicky he said softly just try me come on nicky dropped back another step folding his balloon arms and glowering john spat at his feet got in his car and tore out of the driveway tires squealing he laughed to himself as he pulled up to their house and unloaded the car carrying in all the amps and both guitars and piling them in their living room easy peasy he put on the coffee jittery with unspent adrenaline When Kurt came down the stairs, John grinned at him. Got a surprise for you, Visser. With a flourish, he went to the entrance of the living room and held out his hand. Ta-da! Kurt sucked in his breath, taking in the pile of his gear. What the hell did you do? John shrugged, stuffing his fists in his pockets, one hand gripping Kurt's phone inside his hoodie. Nothing. I just picked up your stuff. Nikki even helped me load it in the car. Kurt's blue eyes were wide, going from John's face to his guitar cases. Stepping to the acoustic case, John opened it like Kurt might doubt his guitar was in there. She's safe and sound. Kurt seemed to find his voice. You went to Nikki's house. His throat made a sound and he closed his hand against his chest. John couldn't understand why Kurt looked so white and furious. I told you I wanted to leave it. This is Nikki's shit and I wanted to leave it and be done. Bullshit, John said. You can't tell me your music didn't pay for all this. It's yours. Your asshole ex-boyfriend doesn't get to hold it hostage. Kurt's laugh was sharp. It's not done. Christ, Do you think he won't be trying to reach me again for whatever the hell you did today? Kerry appeared on the bottom of the steps in his work clothes and sock feet. His dark eyes widened as he glanced between the two of them and he turned and disappeared back up the stairs. John bristled, his fists closing at his sides. I didn't lay a finger on him, but if he tries anything, just fucking point me at him. I'm not a child, Kurt exploded. I'm not one of your kids to take care of. I made a grown-up fucking decision to let this go, and you went over my head and stirred shit up like you just know better. Stay the hell out of me and Nicky John. I don't want you involved at all. The words, me and Nicky, lodged in John's throat, and for a second, he couldn't speak, swallowing them down. I'm already involved, he said tightly. He felt the proximity of Kurt's damaged body, of the tender bruises that still made his boyfriend flinch in their own home. He was hot with fury that his own gentle hands and words could hurt Kurt because of the asshole that had come before him. His chest heaved, but his voice was quiet. I'm not apologizing. I'm not standing by and letting Nikki keep hurting you. Just because you won't stand up for yourself doesn't mean I won't. He brushed past Kurt's rigid body, tossing the other man's phone on the table with a thunk before jogging up the stairs. Kurt. It felt as though the phone landed in the pit of Kurt's stomach. He snatched it up, swiping the screen open. Glaring up at him were a series of texts to Nikki that he didn't recognize, that John had sent, impersonating him to make arrangements to pick up the stuff. Messages Kurt knew Nikki would have interpreted as threats. From his own goddamn phone. Kurt sucked in his breath, shaking with anger. Even his own father never sent messages on his behalf. Douglas edged into the kitchen, looking worried. Kurt snapped him a glare. Did you know about this? Glancing into the living room, Douglas flattened his mouth at the sight of the gear and guitars. He shook his head. No, he said. The phone rang, buzzing in Kurt's hand, and they both jumped. Kurt stabbed the screen and put it to his ear. Nikki, I had no fucking idea. Nikki's voice was high and sharp, either furious or terrified. Who the hell did you send to my house, Clausen?" I'm so tired of your bullshit. Kurt raised his voice to get through to him. I didn't say send anyone. I don't want anything from you. None of that was my idea. Nikki's laugh was hysterical. God, if I'd known, I would have left you on the street the first day we met into hell with you. I'm fucking telling the world all the shit you did. Someone should know the truth. I'm terrified to walk out my own door right now. You should know what that feels like for a change. Kurt's voice cracked. Nikki, I won't. But the line was dead. Kurt hissed softly. With cold fingers, he rapidly started to text. Nothing is going to happen to you. I'll tell. He jabbed the delete button, shooting a look at the stairs. He couldn't even say that, like he could tell John anything right now. He might as well have been speaking to a wall for all that his boyfriend was hearing him. He smacked the phone face down on the table and got up abruptly. Douglas hunched his shoulders smaller, backing up with the coffee pot in his hands. Kurt threw up his hands. Whatever. I'm fucked. Let's just get takeout coffee. I need to get the hell out of this house. John. By mid-afternoon, John was 100% regretting that he hadn't punched Nikki in the mouth, or at least broken a couple more fingers. He slid down low in the back row of his psych class, reading the posts on his social media feed. He had an anonymous profile that he used to follow bands and people that interested him. And since Kurt and his band were tagged in this post, it had come up on his feed. There was a picture of Nikki's broken finger, up close and ugly with bruises, and paragraphs about Kurt, an itemized list of stuff that Nikki claimed Kurt stole from him and sold for drinking money, a mocking description of Kurt's personal habits with details from the years they lived together. Nikki was an unfortunately skillful writer, and John was already wincing, wishing he could look away. Finally, a list of men Kurt cheated with, some of them tagged, with Nikki's comment, If anyone wants a piece of my ex-boyfriend's ass, I don't fucking care, have at him. If anyone else wants to beat at Kurt Visser into the ground, just send me pictures when you're done so I can laugh. John sucked in a breath and closed his eyes, digging his heels into the floor. His head throbbed sharply. He stabbed the icon in the corner of the post and reported it to the site administrators, hoping they could tear it down before Kurt saw it. He walked out in the middle of class, texting Kurt on his way to his car. Where are you right now? Are you okay? His phone stayed dark and silent on the road home. When he pulled up to their house, he tried calling. Kurt didn't pick up, so John called Carrie. "'Yup,' Carrie's gruff voice said. "'Is Visser with you?' John asked. "'Yup,' Carrie said. John hesitated. He didn't want Kurt to look if he hadn't already seen the post. "'Is he okay?' "'Uh, yep.' He couldn't tell if Carrie was being terse because they were in the middle of a job, or for some other reason. Are you coming home for supper? John's voice cracked a little, giving away his desperation. Yeah, we'll be there, Carrie said and hung up. When John walked in the house, the room full of gear seemed to accuse him. Nicky's post hadn't actually included these items, which confirmed for John that he was right. This shit belonged to Kurt. It should have felt good to have settled up the account between Kurt and his ex, with everyone getting what was theirs in the end. Couldn't believe that Nikki's post today was a behavior of a 40-year-old man, more like a child having a temper tantrum over a poopy diaper. Someone should take his phone away from him. It was a tempting idea, and John amused himself with it while he wore himself out on the punching bag in the basement. Kurt. It was about as bad as he'd expected. He saw Nikki's post when he checked his social media over lunch break and the words buzzed against his body like he'd been tased. When he could breathe again, he spent the half hour locked in the men's room, deleting his profile on all his social media apps. Whatever shit Nicky tagged him in, at least now it wouldn't be attached to a picture of his face or any personal information. He Google searched his own name and lost his breath when he saw the number of articles and photos of him available online that he couldn't take down. Putting his hands on his head, he leaned against the locked door, trying not to hyperventilate while that wave of panic collided with his body. Why the hell did he thought it was a good idea to be so recognizable? He hummed a worried sound, counting his breaths, feeling the texture of his own hair between his fingers and the tiled floor under his work boots. No one was going to take Nicky up on his charming offers, right? No one was actually going to stop him in the street to beat him down on the word of his bitter ex-boyfriend. Their mutual friends were going to see through the bullshit and have a good laugh. Kurt couldn't quite make his body believe it. Just before he deleted the last profile, he remembered that he was an administrator for their band's social media page. Kurt stared at their band feed a long minute, scrolling through all the videos of their shows and live performances. Nikki must have forgotten to remove him. He breathed out, whispering, Fuck you too, Nikki, and used his admin privileges to lock Nikki out and tear the page down. He was pretty sure his ex boyfriend still planned to flog their EP and pick up radio play over Christmas. Nikki would have to create a new page on the site to do so and that would make him furious. It was just the tiniest act of rebellion, but just as much as Kurt was capable of right now. John John cooked supper for three. Even on the worst days, they still needed to eat. The smell of garlic and ginger frying in the wok didn't cheer him up. When Carrie and Kurt arrived home from work, no one called hello. Kurt swept through the kitchen, scooping his old phone up off the table and heading upstairs without a word. John's eyes followed him, tension coiling in his body. He turned to Carrie, who was leaning next to the stove. Nikki posted a bunch of shit about Kurt on so- social media today, he said softly. Did Kurt see it? Carrie took a slow breath. I'm guessing, yeah. He disappeared at lunch. It was not a great day to be working in small spaces with Kurt Vesser. John rolled his neck and shrugged his shoulders to try and get his body to release. I reported the post, so hopefully it'll come down tonight. Nikki tagged a bunch of their friends and told them to hurt Kurt if they see him, and shared a bunch of hurtful shit from their past. It felt like something was stuck in his throat and he lifted his chin. Like a fucking three-year-old having a tantrum and throwing his own shit around. When Kurt came back downstairs, showered, and changed into his Sounds Gay t-shirt and Carrie's quilted jacket, the smell of his hair product made John's throat squeeze tighter. His boyfriend didn't look at him once. Mind if I take the truck to a meeting, Douglas? Kurt asked casually. Go for it, Carrie said. Starts in 20, so I'm going to head. Kurt tossed his old phone on the table with a clunk. Have a look, White, and see if there's anything there you should be worried about. My dad's been keeping tabs on my phone since I was 13 and Nikki took over that chore when I was 21, so I'm real used to it. You just knock yourself out if it makes you feel better. John picked up the phone, looking at Kurt with concern. Didn't Nikki contact you directly today? You blocked him on your social media, yes? Kurt made a dry noise. Uh, Yeah. He helped himself to the truck keys on the hook by the door and slammed the door behind him. John frowned at Carrie, the phone cool and weighty in his fingers, Kurt's unspoken accusations sinking in. That's not what I'm doing. I'm not keeping taps on his phone. I just... Leave me out of it, Carrie growled, supper's burning. Quickly, John returned his attention to the walk, his thoughts as jumbled and tossed about as the veg in the pan. It was a silent meal, both of them shoveling the rice and stir-fry into their mouths in less time it took to prepare. John scrolled through the text thread with Nikki with one finger as he ate. There was a gap in messages from the last one he would seen, Kurt's Have a Nice Life. As of today, there were five new texts from Nikki and one incoming call. You want to play this game, Clausen? Who took the most shit? You or me? You win. I staked my reputation on you and you fucked me over every time. John set his bowl down, half eaten, his stomach turning as he read the rest. Jesus, he doesn't let up, he muttered. He set his elbows on the table, pulling up on his aching neck felt like he'd been watching a series of explosions go off all day, and it was hard to escape the feeling that he'd tapped the detonator himself. This is so fucking wrong. Kurt should be able to get his stuff back without Nikki going off like a pipe bomb. Carrie stretched his leg out, easing his bad hip. Did it occur to you that Visser knew how he would react and chose his way out for a reason? he asked, shooting John a look under his eyebrows. Nicky's an asshole. He's going to take his shit out on whoever he can reach. He doesn't know who you are or where to find you, so... He shoved his hand to the door that Kurt had exited. John's leg jumped under the table as he dug his fingers into his eyes. Nicky doesn't know how lucky he is I didn't break his face and the rest of his fingers. Wouldn't have changed anything, Carrie said gruffly. Just put off the explosion till he could type again. What am I supposed to do now? John's voice was flat and quiet "'Say sorry,' Carrie suggested. "'John dropped his hands to glare at him. "'I'm sorry I didn't put Nicky in the hospital. "'I regret not smashing his ugly, filthy mouth into a million pieces.' "'Uh-huh,' Carrie said. "'Not like that.' "'He got up from the table to set his bowl in the sink. "'You take a time out and think about it, maybe. "'I'll just sit up with your boyfriend tonight when he can't settle "'because he's afraid Nicky's coming through the window for him.' "'John jerked upright, slapping the table with a crack.' That's not happening. That's not real. He's safe here. You both are. Carrie's eyes were dark, considering him. Sure, he said softly. Pretty easy for you to say, though, isn't it? This has been For Us by Rachel Reynolds. All rights reserved. Be well, lovelies. And have a good sleep.